Welcome to Food Service Matters, where we bring you cutting edge conversations with industry leaders in the food service sector. I am your host, Patrick McDermott, the CEO of Digitally. And in each episode, my guest and I will delve into the key challenges and opportunities facing the food service industry, highlighting the latest trends and creating a dynamic space for discussions about the future of the sector. Join us as we explore the world of food service and discover the latest innovations and best practices that are shaping our sector. Welcome to the final episode of 2023 of Food Service Matters, the podcast that explores the challenges and the opportunities facing the food service industry today with me, Patrick McDermott. In this episode, we'll be welcoming back four top guests We'll be talking about what 2023 has meant for their companies and for the food service sector. And of course, they'll each share what they foresee for the industry in 2024. First up is Kevin Watson, Managing Director of Amadeus Foods, an award-winning corporate and private event catering company, which counts NEC in Birmingham among its major clients. Next, we'll be joined by Zoe Watts, Managing Director of Bennett Hay, an independent provider of food, event and reception services within office spaces. Next, we'll be talking with Wojtek V, a plant-based chef and a zero food waste guru who helps restaurants and food service businesses around the world to reduce their food waste. And finally, we'll complete today's episode with executive chef and food consultant Ali Honor. So let's get started. So I guess we'll start with asking the question, how would you sum up 2023 or what were the key learnings of 2023? Yeah, I guess 2023 is in summary has been very successful. It's sort of double clicking on the bit of details, you know, so clearly I'm not alone in these, but sort of the lows, if you like, or the challenges were very much the cost of living crisis and the impact that's had on the whole team, especially the variable workforce. So that's made it very sort of sensitive and very meaningful for some of the decisions we've made and we're going to continue to make. And also, I think the sort of the constant headwinds on costs and the volatility and the uncertainty around those. So whether that's food inflation, service costs such as electricity, gas, etc. But again, all of those costs have hit not only businesses, but also our consumers personally and residentially. Has that made a difference to bookings and to events when it comes to uh, slowing things down for attendances or are they choosing more on quality rather than on quantity? Yeah, what we've seen is it, it's it's a slightly mixed bag across the different types of um, venues and markets and sectors we're in. But on the whole, we've found the, the feedback we're having from our sort of guest visitors is very much, we may be coming to slightly fewer events, but we're prepared to spend as much if not more at those events because it's a real treat we may go in with a budget and we, we may go in with it with a thought of being healthy etc but once we're there it's very much treat mentality and we're in the throes of a, a, an excellent event and an excellent moment in time and yeah we're, we're prepared to enjoy that and make, make the most of it so the highs for example through 2023 you know we, we, we've broken revenue records in both the arenas that we run so the utility arena broke its revenue record with Blink 182 uh, and the Resort World Arena broke again its revenue records uh, with 50 Cent as artists. So there's definitely a pent up requirement for those. It's definitely the fans still out there and those individuals are still happy to come and spend and enjoy themselves for the right content in the right environment with the right product. 
taking the NEC. Again, we've broken all records there with revenues at the Motorhome and Caravan Show this year. So again, whether that's the staycation mentality, whether that's the change in that sort of market. But again, it it wouldn't have been a show I'd have sat 12 months ago and predicted rocking all all previous records, but, but it did. The ICC has had its largest week's revenue ever since opening in 1991. So that was an incredibly busy week. And in the Vox Conference Centre that we own and run, it's the largest year it's had since opening nearly a decade ago. So the signs have been very positive for the year. And I I guess in summary, not only are we going to beat our budget that we set for this year, which had certain amount of stretch and tasky in there, but we're going to exceed pre-COVID, you know, FY19. So we've definitely bounced back. We're definitely from there. You know, that, that near death experience that we all went through you know, it seems to be well behind us in the rearview mirror now, which is great. That's great, great to hear. Congratulations and well done. And it shows a testament, I guess, to a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to dealing with all those costs that tend to tend to creep up because it wasn't just on one front, it was on multiple fronts. And tell us, looking forward to 2024, where do you think that that will, will lead us? Well, I'm hoping very much uh, a similar trend will continue through 2024. So we're just in the middle of our Christmas party sort of run. We'll, we'll do about 55, 56,000 covers over the four weeks through through December. So the team are incredibly busy. So we, we, we'll be looking to exceed and, and grow on that for next year. We'll continue, we hope, with the, the expectation of beating and exceeding those stretching and, and, and task-orientated task budgets. We, we, we've, we've got our largest number of employees we ever had in FY24. So again, really look forward to increasing the size of the team and, and, and embracing some new team members through to FY25. Great, great. And Kevin, is there anything else that you want to add into this as a, a summary or on, on those two, two main points? Not particularly. I, I, I think we need to stop referencing COVID. I think we need to stop measuring ourselves um, during and from COVID and our growth from COVID. I think everything everything should be based pre-COVID. So well, I, I've tried to ban the, the, the C word in the business. Yeah. So it's very much if we're going to measure anything um, historically, we'll use FY19 as a benchmark and a base. But we're seeing food inflation slightly decrease, which is great now. We, we've had confirmation of the uh, minimum living wage figures. So it's all about planning now for next year, getting those budgets, making those investment decisions. Uh, and ensuring we, we put the team absolutely first and foremost in our thoughts and all around the customer and they, their experience within our venues. Because, you know, quality F&B, premium F&B in a great environment, delivered well consistently with a smile upon our face, putting the customer at the heart of everything we do is is taken for granted. It, it's what we do and what we're going to continue doing. Super stuff. That's great, Kevin. Thanks a million. Next, we also welcome back to the podcast Zoe Watts to share the amazing milestones that Bennett Hay has achieved in 2023 and what she hopes 2024 will bring. So, Zoe, to summarise 2023, uh, what would be the highlights for you in Bennett Hay? Oh, the highlights this year had to be for us just getting London back, getting it back up and running, seeing it buzzing again, seeing the workspaces that we cater in. 
starting to fill up with our customers and clients, seeing the nurses, really enjoying coming back to the office and eating food that they haven't prepared themselves. I know that last year they were back, but it was nothing like it is now. Um, and, you know, events and hospitality um, just gone through the roof. And I think December, this December, just to have a, a proper Christmas back, everyone's exhausted, but, you know, it's great fun. So I think that's the highlight. And then with that comes all the, the, the more pluses for us. It was about recruiting a whole raft of new colleagues to join us, but also seeing colleagues join us from other sectors and bringing those other skill sets that they've learned from hotel backgrounds, cruise ships, you know, design workplace catering and the kind of Monday to Friday suits them. So we've had this whole wealth of new talent coming to our business that's, you know, the whole restart. So that's been a real highlight for us. Great, great to hear. And just in advance of our call, I, I'd done a bit of snooping, as I, as I tend to do, and I'd seen that you had a very impressive post um, when it came to with the Angry Monk and with a lot of the savings that you'd done. You had incredible results by, by choosing to work with that supplier. Oh, absolutely. And I think next year we're aiming to join the 30 Tonne Club, which is, you know, we would have rescued 30 tonnes of veg by this time next year. And I think, you know, next year, what's it's good. This year has been so much about the people, about the new colleagues, new customers, getting everyone back established, feeling safe, building those communities. Next year for us, I think it's going to be so much about the food. And I know, of course, seasonality, it's nothing new. But I think given what's going on in the world on seasonality, more focus on the visibility of food, the transparency and all the information behind the provenance of those ingredients. I think that's what we're going to see, whether it's printing and producing the carbon footprint. We know calorie labelling is going to be coming in to a much greater extent. But I think really sharing the provenance of the ingredients and sharing the health benefits and the well-being benefits of foods. I think it's, you know, that's what we're really excited about next year. That's fantastic, Zoe. Thanks a million for that. And now I'm pleased to introduce Wojtek Vig. He brings some good news about the progress on sustainability and food waste reduction. So let's hear what he has to say. So Wojtek, with 2023, how would you summarise it for the food service sector? I've seen a lot of progress in 2023 in terms of sustainability and food waste interest from major companies and for in the, in the more industry as well. And that has been a very good thing to see and I like that there is putting, they are putting so much more focus on actually achieving their sustainability goals and creating more initiatives and putting more effort into reducing food waste and also other parts of the sustainability. So it's a, a, a largely an increase in activity. Certainly an increase in activity and increase in interest at all. I see that there is way more interest also from the chefs themselves that I would say that the, the minds are a bit more open now than they were like a few years ago. And people are way more open to receive these, the new ideas about how we can work in the kitchen with our ingredients, how we can treat them, how we can cook, how we, how we should move forward. And I'm, I'm very happy to see all that. Is that coming from the top down or the bottom up? Usually top down. More often than not, it's, it's top down, yeah. 
Good, good. And looking forward to 2024, where do you think the focus will be, particularly from your side when it comes to kitchens? Uh, where do you see 2024 and the area of focus? I think that 2024 will be even more progress towards that because the trend is showing that the, the interest is really growing in the interest of the food waste and the sustainability. So I really think that many companies will even double down on their efforts to achieve their goals in sustainability to reduce even more food waste. And I think and I hope that we will see even more beautiful circularly designed menus where the food waste is at the center of the, of the, of the menu also from the chef side. And I'm sure that even more chefs will be interested and engaged in the food waste reduction in kitchens. So you feel there's a momentum shift? There is definitely a momentum now, especially since the pandemic has ended. So many businesses have gone back in, into, into being busy as, uh, as pre-pandemic situations. And I see that the interest now, there is really a good time now to focus on the sustainability goals and achieve them in the near future. And so at the start of a year, if there's a business that feels that they've been lacking in 2023, what can they do now within their kitchen in order to improve their sustainability? Really focus on what is in your bin every day and question everything. To me, this is the core idea behind everything that is questioning all the ways that we are doing right now why are we doing them the way we do them? And who say that, that it must be that way? There is, there is so much opportunity in the kitchen, outside of the kitchen, in the general operations of every business, in reducing their waste in general, not only food waste. Love it. Thank you for sharing. Good. Thanks a lot. And now I'm pleased to introduce the last of my guests for today's episode, executive chef and food consultant Ali Honor, who looks back on the issues faced by the sector this year and how solutions will need to be implemented in 2024. So Ali, your thoughts on 2023? As a whole, I would say that there's been a lot of hard hitting going on in the, in the industry for many small SMEs that, you know, they're really feeling the pinch about, you know, economy and, you know, the crisis that we're in with inflation and energy. And I think that that large op larger operations are kind of accepting a bit of a hit at the minute, but I think that they're really feeling the pinch now in their profits. And so they're looking for change, which in a way is, is great to see because they're now going to have to start looking for solutions you know, which is tackling your food waste and, you know, your staffing and how the kitchen is run. Yeah, that's that's how I would see it. So you see new ways of thinking when it comes to managing the margin. Yeah, I think that, you know, finally big companies feeling the pinch is, is enough now, I think, to make a, a switch and a, and a change. So they're going to, they're, they are looking. Um, there's a lot of, you know, greenwashing involved in terms of, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that and they're not. But I think now it's time that it is time. I can see I can see change with people that I'm talking to, people that I know in the industry. Um, there is a big, uh, you know, a shift. And so with your crystal ball out for 2024, what lies ahead? Mystic Meg. Mystic Meg. I think it's going to it's going to come from different different angles. So, like I said, the 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 big operations are going to look for solutions. Um, they have to also understand that that has to go on a journey and that everybody on that journey has to get engaged and involved and they have to start understanding what's going on around them. So understanding a food system that it's, you know, most people would coin the phrase, you know, farm to fork, 
but actually it's more farm to fork to landfill you know as a more than anything at the moment because of the amount of food waste so it's just about that I think people will become more engaged in what's going on and want to find solutions and hopefully work as a team and use other people around them so you know coming to you and getting the data you know going to the kitchen and actually working with them instead of just going here, fix this problem, you know, it it won't work as a whole. So I hope that 2024 sort of shines a light on my four E's. Those four E's being empower, educate, engage and excel. Yeah. So to summarise for 2024, what you'd see is more decisions based on the data, which will drive change with the staff so as they have better quality information so as they can take action on now i've had it in my own word totally paraphrased what you said <laughs> but that's what it what it comes down to yeah yeah and so and, and let's not forget you know the customer uh the customer is paramount if we don't have the customer then we don't have anything you know we we're we're, we're cooking uh with love and 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 for no reason and all that food you know because nobody's coming would become food waste again so you know It's getting the customer on board, the client happy with what's going on and getting them to understand the process and the world that we're in now. Great. Ali, thank you for sharing. Thank you to Ali, Wojtek, Kevin and Zoe for joining me for this special end of year episode of Food Service Matters and for sharing your expert perspectives on the year behind us and the one ahead. Reflecting on my own experience of 2023, a key opportunity this year was surely attending the presentation of the Alex Partners Food Service Growth Report. This important and inspiring event brought together a number of key experts to discuss what 2024 has in store for the sector. One of my personal highlights was Levy UK and Ireland's John Davies' emphasis on sustainability, which we worked hard to keep at the heart of our operations here at Digitally. John painted an exciting future where ethical sourcing and environmental respect are not just trends, but essentials. Likewise, he spoke about Levy UK and Ireland's commitment to reaching climate net zero by 2027, recommending impactful initiatives such as banning air freight and targeting the removal of single-use plastics, all while urging an industry-wide push for sustainable practices, all of which I hope we shall see more of in the years to come. A common topic of recent meetings that we've been a part of is based around the areas of collaborative partnerships. This is a major part and is a trend that we're facing with various food service companies. And it's where the the sector openly collaborate and then innovate with their suppliers, both traditional ones and also with the technological partners to enable them to achieve future growth and enhancing their staff effectiveness so as to optimise margins. We'll have more of this in future episodes of Food Service Matters podcast throughout 2024. If you'd like to continue the conversation about this or any of the topics that we have covered in today's episode, please leave us a comment below. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the Food Service Matters podcast on your favourite listening platform to stay tuned for future episodes. And finally, I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. We'll be back in the new year and look forward to talking with you more in 2024 about the things that matter most to the food service sector. You've been listening to me, Patrick McDermott, on Food Service Matters, wishing you and yours a very happy new year.